0: With another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 456. Oh, look at that 456, aka Year Nine, Week 32. Coming at you this week, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC KS. and KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled Saturday broadcast, we do it on Clubhouse. Uh, the club is The Anarchist Experience, or you can at me, at Riches for Rich, R I C H E S, the number four. R-I-C-H, and when I start the live stream there, um, I'll click the button to notify everybody that we're going live. And I double-checked this week to make sure there were no uh, people to add after last week's, I'm going to call it a debacle. Um, but we're good. So what is going on with you guys this week? Um, I received a tweet on, on x.com
1: or twitter.com, whatever you want to call, call it. It these days. I'm
0: old. We're calling it Twitter. The Twitter files,
1: okay, no, um we got a tweet from Jeffrey a Tucker um
0: he was previously uh hardcore supporter of open borders well, he was previously a real libertarian if I'm gonna <laughs> as long as we're saying it that way oh okay all right unless, unless- you're gonna come to his defense here that's that's what makes a real libertarian though. all right <laughs> um
1: no 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 true scotsman is that the
0: no. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's talk about it. If you're let's let's read the tweet, and then if you're if you're defending it in some way, then yes, let's. It may be the no true Scotsman, um, or it might just yeah, be a qualifier. I, yeah,
1: my, mine's a yes or no. Like, it's the you know the border issues the least of my worries. But um, if a foreign government is sponsoring you know soldiers coming over the border, um, well, they're might might be a reason to be concerned about that i don't uh, know well like, let's how many
0: guns do you have <laughs> let's, re- let's you, read let's read the tweet let
1: me read the tweet like, <clears throat> i guess if you, if you have enough guns then it's not a problem if you don't have enough guns then it
0: is a problem so anyway um let me read the tweet so just so we're not okay. bearing the lead here okay you read it yeah murray rothbard wrote about two years before he died that his views on immigration had shifted He explained that malicious states can use mass immigration to change the demographic composition of a society in a way that shifts political allegiances towards a tyrannical regime. I had my doubts that he was correct about this and continued and even intensified my support for open borders. How can I put this? He was right and I was wrong. I see that now, and God bless him for being willing to change his mind based on evidence. We should all be like that. And then I, I didn't pull it up uh, quickly enough, but there was a there's a he responded to it you know underneath that, if you have that you know further caveating his position there. But previously open borders to saying he was wrong about advocating open borders, um, I'm my position, right if we're going to play the no true Scotsman thing, um, is that libertarians ought not be for. Uh, state control over borders. So, if you're saying, you know, if if we're assuming that his position is now closed borders, which is I want to say a fair assumption based on the wording in the tweet, um, I would say that that's no longer a libertarian position. Now, carry on.
1: You want to go first, KS, or you?
0: Wanna-
2: <laughs> well, I, long ago, I was um, asked the question. Well. Um, do you really favor uh, open borders? What if what if the North Korean army just decides to send the whole army over to the United States? My sort of flippant response was, "Well, my guess is that most of them would defect as soon as they got across the border out of the the clutches of a dictatorship like that." But that is a, a flippant answer. Yes, it's possible that this could be happening, but I think that, um, well, for one, I want to see the evidence. Number two. Every store um, has an open border policy towards customers that come in. But of course, they screen people in their own way uh, to prevent guns or to prevent somebody who's just planning on robbing the place. And they have the ability to do that. But don't screen out 99% of the potential customers who have um, very serious and uh, well-intentioned motives for making a better life. Uh, just because you're trying to screen out a few you you use the intelligence of of your screening capacities to screen people out but instead of it just spending billions of dollars on a big wall they should spend billions well a lot less on a big gate so that they can uh... process people rapidly right now the cato institute indicates that it takes like thirty five to fifty years to process people through their gate which is extremely narrow extremely are um, uh, biased against workers and people in desperation largely or to a great extent because of American interventions abroad. The drug wars that the United States fuels have made life difficult. The trade barriers has made life difficult. The massive aid to uh, dictatorships around the world has made life difficult. The massive wars that the United States has conducted in the Middle East and elsewhere have made life difficult for a lot of people. The best way to diminish the, uh, the the flood of migration is for the United States to reverse those kinds of policies that make life difficult for people around the world. saying oh, does that answer? <laughs>
1: um, I, I agree with what he said. Okay. Um, definitely need a bigger gate and no... Um, uh, what's the uh, uh, quotas? No quotas on the amount of people that can come um we should be checking people i think i don't really know what does that mean Um, to check people though well use whatever intelligence that you do have
0: okay to find out more about these people no is it any of whose business is it state's business uh could be okay um
1: so there's two issues um the, the worst one, which I haven't seen any evidence for, you know, KS said he wanted to see evidence. Um, I do, too. I haven't seen any evidence for this. Uh, this, this issue is uh, them sending, you know, uh, you know for, foreign nations sending uh, terrorists or sleeper cells to hide out in the U.S. Uh, and, and when the call comes, then they will all attack simultaneously and cause chaos and destruction. And maybe that's part of a plan. I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. There's a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists. You know, if you if you listen to Alex Jones long, long enough, you'll probably hear something like that. I don't know. I don't really. I don't listen to him. But um, so that's
0: that's one threat. Uh, that the may other be one, a threat, but I don't I don't know if my reading of that that was not what came to mind while reading his tweet that he was concerned about terrorist sleeper cells. But carry
1: on. Sure, sure. Well, I'm just I'm just giving you what's on the minds of the okay. the far right. All right. Um, so the sleeper cells is one one you know kind of crazy idea we haven't seen evidence for, but it's it's definitely possible. Um, there there are people coming from, uh, you know the uh, Muslim nations and and uh, maybe they don't have the best intentions. I don't know. We'll find out. You know that there there certainly were uh, in nine eleven. Um, yeah. For whatever reasons, or you know, whatever motivated them to come here, it was probably blackmail and and other stuff that that actually got them to do it. But um, so beyond that, um, the the other one is get a whole bunch of people of different colors and ethnicities to to come over the border and vote and and change the you know basically the. Their thought is that, well, all these people are going to vote left
0: or vote Democrat. If, that is the general consensus among certain groups of people, yes.
1: And I don't know if that's true either.
0: Okay. Um, I, I,
1: I, for one thing, um, the illegals are not allowed to vote, so I, at least in the, the general election, um, there are cities, uh, New York City, for example, that are allowing... Uh, anybody to vote um and that certainly has an impact um <clears throat> so it, it could just be uh, a desperate attempt to hold on to power and you know what maybe maybe it's actually a good thing maybe that maybe a whole bunch of people end up coming over here and they and they uh you know add to our economy and and so what but my actual view getting to you know so those are the two issues you know, terrorist threat or, you know, everybody, you know, assuming all these people are coming over are going to vote a certain way and change, change uh, politics. Um, the way I see it is if, if our government is so weak and simply controlled by, by immigrants coming in, <laughs> then, then it's already toast. It's already going down and bring it on because, uh, that's the direction it's heading. It's, it's heading towards self implosion. And, uh, maybe the only way out is like what Texas is doing, just secede. And then you can do whatever you want. You can handle the illegals or immigration the way you want to do
0: it. And, uh, and maybe it'll work for them. Maybe not. I don't know. All right. So in, in my initial response, I said former libertarian, Jeffrey Tucker, and you suggested that maybe that was a, a no true Scotsman fallacy. Um, I still want that addressed if, you, you know, if you're willing. Can, can libertarians hold closed border positions and still fall within the realm of being libertarian? Seems contrary to
2: the philosophy. To me, well, in a way, you can say if it's your own house, you have a you have a a right to um, control entry into your house. The problem that um, people like Hans Hermann Herman Hoppe have is that they assume that some people have the right to make that claim for a whole country just because they object to uh, immigrants. So, therefore. By doing so, saying that their policy should be implemented by the government, then prevents other people from their right to hire people or to welcome people from anywhere uh, on their property. So that's, uh, I think, a huge leap. And that's I why agree. I think that the Hans-Hermann Hoppy types are not really libertarian either because they then project their uh, claim to a right onto everybody else around them. And yeah. that's... We, we've got a hypocrite. term for those. It's either Hoppian or racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His is very much that way, and so, I always found it very hypocritical from Hans Herman Hopi because he was an immigrant from Germany after the war, and and uh, took great advantage of uh, publicly funded facilities for his education and for his uh, for his teaching. Um, you know, uh, and then without pulled the ladder up of behind. Him. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, right. and then had this attitude towards the others, you yeah. know, there,
0: you know, uh, earlier on in the campaign cycle, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy had an interview where he was basically accused of doing the same thing with one of his policy positions, that I don't recall which it was, but in the interview, he's like, well, you're trying to stop these programs, but you took full advantage of these programs, and, and yet now you're saying no, you know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, good, good for me, right, much like any other business that we would be talking about where... They don't want regulation until they have, you know, close to monopoly control of an industry and then they want to regulate it to prevent others from entering. Right. I, I want all the rules lightened so I can get in and then we'll shut the gates behind me.
2: Now we've we've seen that in nine eleven that that all of the nine eleven attackers were terrorists and, and they all came in on a student visa. I so far as I know, nobody has has um Called for ending the student visa program because of terrorism, and yet, and and most all of them came from Saudi Arabia, which is America's closest military ally in the Middle East, uh, even more so than Israel, I'd say. Um, it's, um, I mean, there's filled all kinds of hypocrisies with regard to um, the 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 anxiety about terrorists. Be really serious and focus on real terrorists, and you can solve a problem without harming the um millions of other people who are desperately just trying to improve their lives, as they have throughout history. And I'd say that this is a, a very strong message not only for libertarians, but for Christians who have um, um to ask themselves first and foremost, you know, what would Jesus do? He wouldn't close the border and say, well, we we fear that uh person coming. We they would say, well, um, you know, we treat them as we would want to be treated if we were in their shoes. And, um, uh, and libertarians, the non-aggression principle, that you, if I don't have the right to initiate force against somebody else, then I don't have the right to ask the government to do it on my behalf. So there, I think there's two very good, strong principles that stand in favor of um, openness. But I, I totally agree with the idea that you still need to be astute and brilliant and use your intellect and your facilities to be able to find out those people who do want to do you harm. And I think those are most likely in Congress. Um, I mean, they're the ones who are terrorizing the population. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, you've got to go do it And the, the time too. And, uh, so, and, and with their wars abroad, I mean, <laughs> we, we've we accepted the fact that we're going to give billions of dollars of, of military assistance to almost any country on the planet that asks for it. Or even where they to ask for it, and that's a, a a mandate on the taxpayers of of uh, this country uh, to forcibly support autocrats everywhere.
0: All right. So does is does Jeffrey Tucker have a valid point then, or does he need to be re uh to libertarian principles of? non-government intervention and openness along what would be what will for the for this instance called common borders
2: i think i mean jeffrey tucker's a great guy yeah um and starting to use the past tense Uh, yeah yeah well i mean frankly uh he's impulsive and writes in with regard to the latest news event and and a lot of people do that they respond to to what's happening at the moment and what's the anxiety that people have at the moment and so i uh i don't write him off i but i i just think that it's um um you know he's persuadable i mean he, he he's he shifted from a closed border to an open border and now back to a closed border but i remember his passion during the COVID when that closed down he was at the forefront of those saying that no the government doesn't have the right to make these decisions for us and talking about the tremendous damage that the government was doing and he was saying that when a lot of other libertarians were panicked about the uh, the disease and and saying well the government should have the powers to control this when there's a disease out there
0: yeah and I would I would say that that's one of the the benefits of operating on principle um, is that when these worst-case scenarios these You know lifeboat scenarios the you know dying in the desert scenarios come up Right the the onus would be on us to find a solution that stays within principle Rather than compromising or changing the principle
2: Sure, and I, I think it always We need to recognize there are some areas that are legitimate battle areas of dispute for libertarians, and I think abortion, for example, has always been one. You know, where you identify um, the existence of life, and so on. And I, I think that I've always respected the. I mean, I, I have a position on that, but I um, that, re, that favors the um, uh, the the uh, the, uh, the the rights of the woman over her own body. But I respect the, the the point of view about the other because I think the principle can be applied in both places okay so are you suggesting that borders is another one of those issues well i mean i i i see where they're coming from in terms of um, uh, a a threat but i think that it's uh falling prey to the fears you know the same kind of fear about global climate change the 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 pandemics uh, it's um, it's uh, allowing the fear of threat to overwhelm the, the 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 numbers involved okay when it comes, I think there there is there is some truth to it But it's a grain of truth that is
0: Exaggerated I think when it when it comes to the uh, the abortion issue, I mean we don't have to get into it but the Like the way I see it the reason it's divisive is because there's no common ground to be attained From which to start the process of argumentation, right? Like fundamentally people disagree on when life begins and those that say it begins at conception will never have common ground with those that say it begins when the baby takes its first breath outside the womb. Right? Like every, everything between those two points is disputed and will forever be disputed. And that's, and that's why, You know abortion itself the that issues never going to be resolved under any principle because it's your personal principle on what you where you believe and for the libertarian position like the state ought not intervene right the the state is not the arbiter of when life begins that's folly Uh, oh I think
1: we're all living in a simulation so you're not actually alive so I can do whatever I want
0: to you (laughs) and okay And like, you know, if you're talking about me personally, right, like if you believe that and I believe that you actually believe that I would be operating under self-defense or along your principles to take you out immediately because you are an overt threat to my well-being and my future existence. And I'm fine with that. Right. If you can do whatever you want to me, I can do whatever I want to you. You know equality being what it is on principle, and then then it's the the in, it's incumbent upon me to do it first,
1: right yeah well, if, if a woman wants an abortion, we can take her ovaries out, and then she won't be able to kill anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, you absolutely could, but 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 be aware that you will face resistance, right, And if your life is taken whilst trying to
2: do that, I will have no sympathy for you. Well, I think part of the conflict arises because we see it as just that that point of identification of of when life begins. But no, I I sidestep that and say the government in its interventions has actually prevented the market from resolving the majority of these cases. For example, the government steps in between uh, on adoptions and doesn't allow... Only maybe a hundred thousand adoptions a year because it's so carefully scrutinizing. There are millions of people who don't want to have children, and there are millions, of, and there are millions of people who do want to have children, but the government stands in the way between them. Now, long before the government got involved with adoptions, there were a lot more, you might say, common law uh, kinds of adoptions. If someone gave birth to, to a child they didn't want, they were able, quite easily and readily able to find people who were eager to have uh, the children. This was throughout. History, but the state's intervention has made that impossible. So therefore, people are faced with this, and also the the marketplace would allow people who now pay millions of dollars or thousands of dollars to for surrogate parents or for adoption agencies instead of paying that, pay it, be able to pay it directly to us yeah. to someone who was giving birth to someone that they they didn't want, and and then you find a tremendous number of opportunities through innovation. And the market incentives to to resolve this without without abortion, and so uh, I'd say that uh, and I, I it would resolves this case a lot. I I would
0: I would agree that the market could provide solutions to the unwanted baby problem, um, but it's not going to fundamentally change people's minds as to whether or not abortion is murder or not. Right? Like, if it's murder, then you treat it as such. If it's not, then you have like these marketable solutions um, that can that can assist the woman and the and the baby, right? But it's still there, you're still going to have that unresolved issue of whether or not it's murder. And I'm not going to resolve. I don't want. I don't want to resolve that here, because in my opinion, it's ir, it's irreconcilable, right? There's incommensurable differences between those two sides, and they. The, you, until you can convince one or the other to change their belief as to when life begins, right? There's, there's no point.
1: All right. Got it. Can, can I switch back to the immigration issue? Please. All right. So, um, uh, in, in Jeffrey Tucker's uh, statement here, oh, sorry. My microphone actually, my cable is messing up. All right. Okay. Um, he asserts that, basically, if, if you read the sentence backwards, uh, well, he says political allegiances toward a tyrannical regime. So if you assume that we have a tyrannical regime right now, then it makes sense what he's saying. So you, it, and and if, if we don't have a tyrann- tyrannical regime right now, then it doesn't matter. So is, is the current well, regime, the, the Biden administration, the CIA, the deep state, are they tyrannical? It's a government, so yes, it's tyrannical, and
0: it would be more or less tyrannical under Trump. Uh, it, it irrelevant <laughs> to me. I'd okay, like to say. Yeah, I'd like to suggest yes, less tyrannical, um, but who knows, right? He he so, had but four but years less, and some things less, that we golf clapped for. Him. Less tyrannical, but with a big border wall. <laughs> Well, again, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? He he rolled back some regulations, tried to pull troops out of certain areas, right? And you go like, well, yeah, that's a plus on certain issues. And I, you know, aside from of of pardoning no marijuana offenders, right, the the federal pardon of marijuana people that, like, affected absolutely no one, uh, I don't know you know, help me, you know, help me think of one. I don't know of one Biden policy change that was uh, pro-freedom or pro-liberty or any of those things.
2: Yeah, I, I don't see much Okay. difference in them. But let me also bring back to this point. This is an excellent tie-in with uh, abortion and immigration in that, The concern that has been expressed, especially by conservatives, about abortion is that they say they're pro-life. Well, I'd say they should apply that same principle to the people who are already alive. uh, The the immigrants, people who are desperately dying and starving and and, uh, abused by governments all around the planet. Um, They ought to be equally concerned about the life of people who already are born.
0: Yeah, not but they're not because the, the a lot of them, you know, are are
2: pro death penalty too. Yeah, I suppose. Well, hmm. now death death penalty that that gets into another different issue because um, you, know, you could say, um, well, I I attribute the death penalty to the right to to defend yourself, but I don't believe that the state is very good at it. I think that they've been made they make so many errors that I don't really trust them with it. I In mean, principle if you, or like the idea because you have a right to defend yourself even to the point of. Killing the aggressor. Yeah uh, in principle, but I don't trust the state of doing it very efficiently. That is true But
0: any 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 uh, inmate on death row uh, is secured from uh, assaulting members of the public Right like the, the the defense position has already ended the aggression has ceased They are no longer a threat
2: well and and but the, that also raises this huge question of how many people have been wrongfully committed uh convicted? I think that supports think my position of, as well.
0: What's that? I said I think that supports my position as well. Yeah. Yeah So you can't the 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 state-run death penalty um mm-hmm. is contrary to Self-defense is I guess the point I'm making whereas legitimate self-defense. Yeah, if if the if you're being aggressed against and you're in fear for your life, right? You, you can do what is necessary up to including taking a life um, to protect your own, right? But if, you know, if someone else comes up and tackles the guy and has him in chains and cuffs and tied to a tree, right, you don't just walk up to him and shoot him, he's no longer a threat. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. And, and with, you know, let's circle back to the immigration and, you know, just because that's the, the Jeffrey Tucker position, the, you, there's, there's always, it's easy to conflate uh, public and private ownership of things, right? And they, they, you can't do that because they, they don't operate the same under any sort of, you know, any sort of circumstances, right? Like, well, you can lock the door to your house so we can lock the door to the country. Well, it's different, right? Like, I, I can lock the door to my house, but if, you know, my roommate or whatever wants to let in someone that I don't want them to let in, um, they have equal access to that door and I can't stop them, right? And then there's a conflict. And so public, public, public rights of ways, uh, so long as they exist, ought to be equal across the board, And if you want to take away those public right-of-ways and and privatize everything, I'm fine with that, too. Like, let's get there and then figure out how immigration will work. And I assume that people who want laborers to come across the border and work, right, will find a way to get them there, uh, either by paying the road tolls or flying them over the airspace or however they want to get there, right? The the market will figure that out. but you don't get to you don't get to take collective ownership of the public borders and say, well, we voted for Biden, right? So so we we've all agreed that Biden or Trump, right, get to make decisions on behalf of 300 million people uh, when it comes to open or closed borders. I will also use the old cliche that free people travel across free borders freely. And that's a hallmark of freedom, right? So if you want freedom and liberty, you can't be stopping people from coming and going. Um, we've mentioned passports on this show any number of times. And that was like a temporary wartime effort that just blew up and expanded to what it is today. Passports are anti-freedom. Being restricted from travel is anti-freedom. If other countries want to do it, fine right but if you want to if you want to be the beacon of freedom and liberty uh, you ought not do what states are doing in in locking down the borders or restricting people or or processing people coming through and another thing that used to be i used to argue more about you know in the, in the earlier days of coming to the philosophy was like separating the act from the crime right like, people would say, like, well, you can't legalize drugs because people break into cars to steal money for Coke. I went, all right, so let's, let's legalize drugs and then arrest people for breaking into cars and stealing money. I don't care what they're stealing money for, right? That's irrelevant. They're breaking into cars. That's a crime. Let's, let's, let's just prosecute that, right? Let's, let's prevent that. So if people are crossing borders to commit crime... Right? Let's treat them as criminals when they've committed the crime, just like we would anybody within the border. Right? So
1: Jeff- Jeffrey Tucker is worried all these people are going to come in and vote in a way that he doesn't like. Um, and so instead of locking down the borders, we should lock down the politicians at least to the the Constitution and make them follow that. <laughs> that's very good. I mean, they all swear that they're going to follow it and support it and uphold it. Um, that's bullshit. And it's obvious, and, you know, they need to be locked down. Like, and it's bullshit on the borders than, issue. Lockdown mm-hmm. worse than COVID, like lockdown in a prison, and, uh, you know, possibly worse. You know, they used to have guillotines, and maybe we should bring those back. This is, this is, this <laughs> for, is another issue that— For politicians only, not, not
0: for normal criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this is another issue that, you know, people, people think that they can, like, lie on the, rely on the Constitution about, and it's not there there's there's no there's no passage in the constitution relating to immigration it's not there if anything it's a states rights issue it's it's yeah which which has i wonder
1: why you know texas is probably the loudest uh, complainer about the the immigrants
0: cuz um, they have the biggest border with mexico man that's, sure
1: that's um, no it makes it makes a lot of sense but yeah, okay. at the same time they they have uh, a lot of people they they could probably raise uh, a lot of money to to enforce it themselves um i i don't know why they haven't maybe maybe it's because they they fear that they will have to resort to you know imprisoning hundreds of thousands of people or possibly shooting some to discourage them to, from coming in i i don't know if that's uh,
0: there were some border agents within the last couple of weeks that shot mexican citizens on the mexican side of the border <laughs> 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 You're laughing it happened look it up yeah well wow. that's I know. that's then, what you get the
2: governments making deals with the Mexican government to incarcerate yeah. them or send them back to Guatemala from Mexico I mean all these kinds of uh, things yeah it's um, right and it, and if Texas went closed borders as a state's right issue
0: right I would call I would call uh, Texas a fascist state like a not free state right for locking down the borders, you know. If if some if there was a Texas libertarian that called for closed borders, I would question his libertarian card as well, right? But on a constitutional level, it's just not there. There's there's no purview for it in the United States Constitution for the federal government to have anything to do with immigration, whatsoever, whatsoever period. Full stop. You can't you can't even use that um, as part of the purview. Well, it's the federal government's purview. No, it's not. It's not there. But read the read it.
1: I have well, 99% of what our government is doing right now is not in the constitution. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's, so true. So you yeah. can't so a, don't lie. Don't rely on it. This, this is why I, you know, I I support Texas from seceding, not not because of the immigration issue, but you know, t- you know Texas is worried that all oh, these people are going to come and vote and change the the politics in DC and therefore they want to get out of the the union because of that. And uh, you know, I don't I don't think you need that excuse it's already a tyrannical regime yep um you don't you don't need to say well it's it's because of the mexicans or guatemalans or or muslims or you know whoever's coming over the border
0: right well you're right and that might be the issue that gets texans on board with secession
1: yeah yeah that's that's why i'm for it Yeah. because whatever the issue is i don't care go ahead and secede uh, you know, in, in 20 years, maybe they go, well, now we're, we're, we're stable and we have a, you know, good control on, on who's coming over the borders. And now
0: we'll, you know, start letting people in because, you know, more people, better economy. And if, if, I, were, if I were a libertarian politician in Texas, right, I might say those things to get votes because mm-hmm. as a politician, I'm okay lying to people. Because that's what they do <laughs> that's part of the game. you enter the game of politics you, you you do what you can to win, and then you do what you want anyway, so I don't care uh, but Jeffrey Tucker's not a politician right he's He's but, a libertarian of, thinker or writer or whatever you want to call it he's he's got the mind for these things and has so for years so, some of the immigration policies in, in other countries uh and,
1: and and to some extent, what what the U.S. is doing too, because they they follow the leftist uh, uh, ideas here, um, is is uh, I- import people uh, and uh, and fund and fund them, and so and w- and don't let them get jobs, and so they can't integrate with the economy, and they they become, uh, well, a burden to the taxpayer. Not not just a burden, but if, if you're not able to integrate with society, then you. Basically, you're 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 looked at. Uh, you're not going to be friends with the economy. You're going to be enemies. Okay. So you might they might go out and uh, you know form little gangs. Why not? Because they have no friends. They they can only be friends with themselves, basically. And uh, and and they're they're getting paid, so they don't need a job. They're not allowed to have a job. Um, and so basically, with the what the governments, uh, let's say Switzerland, Germany, UK. Uh, so that they're having a specific problem, I think, with Muslims. Um, so th- that's like the worst thing you could possibly do is is uh, not just allow, but encourage immigrants to come there and then pay them not to be part of uh, society. And uh, so anyway, they're, they're basically creating a problem, like governments always do. Yeah, for, for for themselves to solve and then not solve it because if you solve it, then they wouldn't need the government. Mm-hmm. So they're they're creating these 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 uh you know it's the same situation with you know banning knives you know
0: (laughs) well the the people with the knives are the ones that are gonna end up killing people well and the united states has the same immigration issue right they they come over they're not allowed to work or you know they're not allowed to work legally Mm -hmm. they're subsidized on welfare they vote whatever and the you know the the argument for the closed borders was well you can't let them in as long as there's a welfare state and so Germany Switzerland whatever you can't let them in as long as there's a welfare state well get we rid would, of the welfare state <laughs> we would say get rid of the welfare state and people like Jeffrey Tucker now and and other uh, others who are for the closed borders and claim to be libertarians. Would say, well, the welfare state isn't going anywhere, so this is this is the solution if we if we leave the welfare state as a given, right? Like the, you know, Cato's policy, you know, projections assume certain things, and if we assume that there's always going to be a welfare state, well, then this that's just what it's going to be, and so you have to close down the borders. Well, people within the borders are allowed to go on welfare too. So what do you do about that, right? It's it's a uh, it's, a, it's a, I want to say it's a catch22, right? If you let them in, you can't have a welfare state, but you can't kill you can't close the welfare state as long as you're letting them in because they'll vote for more welfare. Well, figure it out, right? That's the principle stands that free people cross free borders freely and then the state intervention, whatever level of state intervention there is, that's what ought to be gotten rid of. Right. States ought not monitor the borders. State ought not provide welfare by stealing from one group of people and giving it to another group of people. States ought not control who's allowed and who's disallowed from working. Right? All of all of those things, right? The problem is state intervention in what would otherwise be market activity. And I I I won't I won't propose policy solutions uh with the assumption that the state's always going to intervene because then you don't get to the real solution, then you're hacking at the branches right instead of striking the root.
2: <clears throat> I think so, it's interesting that um, the, the, the one of the articles of the Declaration of Independence was I mean, people talk about all oh, taxation about without representation. Well, that was just one of the many complaints that they had about King George the Third and the British. Uh, but number seven in their long list of, of complaints was that he was obstructing people who wanted to come to the country. There you go. And uh, and for 100 years, we had no uh, restrictions until they uh, passed the Chinese Exclusion Act. And that was purely a racist thing because the Chinese workers were working a lot harder and for longer hours and later at night and for a lot less pay than uh, the white workers were willing to. So the whites uh, used their their... Political clout to exclude them, you know. Yeah, and uh, of course, you know, we look back on this and say, "Oh, you know, what an abuse of, of democracy," and yet we're still doing the same kind of thing.
0: And if you're, wor- you know, again, if you're worried about terrorists and sleeper cells, right, and you're just going to do what Donald Trump did and just close off any in a, any uh, border crossings for Muslim crunch countries, right. Well, what do you do with the Muslims that are already here? you going to go back to, like, World War II and put them in a camp? Because they might be. They might be a sleeper cell. You don't know. But they're Muslim. Could be a terrorist. I'm might curious, as well round them up. Take,
2: maybe you've already dealt with this in a previous session because it's been going on for a while. But I'm curious what your take is on on Israel and Hamas. Um. um yeah, what? Uh, how do you uh,
0: cope with that situation right now? That's that's another one where there are incommensurable differences. Like that's that will be a battle. That will be a battleground won on might alone. Um, and what I previously said is, um, the the occupying force will always label the resistance as terrorists. That's historical as well. Right. Look at these savages, and depending on how far back you want to go, right? Both sides have a historic claim to the land. Um, in my opinion, like you know, the, the lifetime claim only goes back so far to like the forties, right? Where you had um, Palestinian ownership, you know, Palestinian people owning houses and land on that land. And then you have the British coming over and saying, okay, it's for the Jews. Now go ahead, Jews. You can take it. We got your back, bro. And so when you see that, um, individual human beings are being evicted from the houses that they erected and being replaced by people who did not erect those houses and were bust in from somewhere else. Right. Uh, to me, that seems wrong. And so I think the, my opinion is that the Palestinians have a more legitimate claim to the land because it wasn't given to them by decree from another foreign government, right? They, they, to, they toiled the land, they built the houses, they built the cities, and then they were occupied and destroyed. And so any sort of Palestinian resistance... Um, I'm okay with. And if, and if Israel doesn't want Palestinian resistance, uh, they ought leave and stop occupying the territory. And yes, Hamas is a terrorist group because they're the de facto government of Palestine and I'm against all governments. So Israel should leave. Hamas should shut down. And the Palestinian people should take back ownership of their land. Does that answer your question, Cass?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 a murky, murky, long, long history. But yeah, I mean, well,
0: it's it's murky because the Israelis, right, the Jews, will say like, well, this is given to us by God thousands of years ago, so it is rightfully ours. Says so
2: in this Bible here, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Both sides, I think, claim that I i tend to hold more responsibility to the the british for uh, in in world war one they promised um, autonomy to the arabs to get them to help in the battle against the ottoman empire and why were they against the ottoman empire well the ottoman empire was encroaching on their empire in egypt in the suez area and they had joined germany in world war one and so they were fair game and so the the british and the french Essentially, at Versailles, carved up that whole Middle East region into non-logical zones of of influence. Yeah, and that left Palestine in the under the mandate, as as they called it, uh, of, of the British, who basically made all these decisions. And they they wound up with the UN resolution in 48, I think it was, that uh, gave about uh, two thirds of the land to one. Third of the population, the Jewish one third of the population. There were twice as many Palestinians in that area and had much less of the land. And I don't know about the quality of the land. I mean, there may have been either way, you have a foreign government,
0: right? You have a foreign government decreeing that you, the land you are on currently no longer belongs to you, right? And some yeah. Jewish guy comes knocking on your door and says, Get out, I have a right to be here. That's a
2: threat that ought to be repelled. Yeah, it just reminds us of the tremendously long strain of activity. I mean, the the interventions now may not see the consequence of them until decades and decades yeah. later. And, and that's that, why it matters the the interventions that are happening now because decades later yeah. we'll we'll reap the consequences of it.
0: And the example I'm giving it's not even hyperbolic, right? That's what's that's what has happened. There's documented evidence of that very situation being the case for a lot of the Palestinian people, right? They, they interviewed one Palestinian um, guy who had his land decree from the Ottoman empire, right? It sounds like it's ancient history, but look right there. It was, you know, how, however that worked out, this was his land as decreed by whoever had it at the time. Um, and, you know, so you've got his claim on paper from the Ottomans versus a Jewish claim on paper from the British, right? And mights going to win. This is this is this bolsters my claim um, that you know the rights don't exist. You you can keep what you can defend, and if you're lucky, you don't have to defend it because people agree with you that it's yours. Well, this one this is disputed, right? And then there's because of the high claims that it was granted to them by God. There's not, there's not going to be a resolution where one side goes, well, God was wrong. You guys were right. You're, God, God clearly gave it to you instead. We'll, we'll, we'll leave now. No, it's going to be decided by force. Right. When you, when, you can't, when you can't resolve things peacefully, the answer is always violence. It underlies all conflict. What we do as civilized people is we try to resolve conflict without violence the best we can. If we cannot, we resort to violence. And this one is going to be re- this one is going to be resolved through violence, and with the with Israel having you know the the backing of Western democracies and much better weapons, um, the likelihood is they will just smash uh, the Palestinians until they're gone.
2: right well okay, uh, but is that the end of the story, or will this then ripple throughout the Middle East with? Iran emboldened and, and Assyrians emboldened and uh, Lebanese Jordanese uh, uh, Arabs, uh, I mean is there likely still to be another backlash in the other direction as the pendulum swings? Um, oh,
0: I'm sure so there that, will be yeah, but it won't be from Palestine because Palestine will have ceased to exist at that point Right. They will be another conquered uh, another conquered people yeah. And if you want to if you want to relate that to America, right if the Indians came off the reservation and said, we're taking it back, right, more power to them. It's, it's gonna be disputed and it's gonna end in violence. They're welcome to try, but it's, you know, it's, it's unlikely going to be. Like the, the Indians have acquiesced to the life on the reservation, right? The, the Palestinians have a mandate from God to defend their land.
2: Okay, I'm curious. Do you have some good headlines for us?
0: Uh, I do. Did, are we resolved on the Jeffrey Tucker thing? Because I feel like... Um, I want to summarize it
1: and say okay. bo- both regimes in the U.S. are tyrannical, so open the borders anyway, and focus energy on uh,
0: getting rid of the
1: unconstitutional and tyrannical government
0: that we have all right all right <laughs> and as and as far as the the claim of no true scotsman because that was addressed really early on um
1: i don't i don't generally like attacking libertarians um i i think uh he he deserves a a good um spanking for that um <laughs> okay. and you know some some harsh criticism and uh uh, yeah, he needs so, he needs to change his mind back to being open border. Okay,
0: so you're willing to give him a pass as still being considered libertarian, just holding this ridiculous non-libertarian position on a particular issue.
1: Um, pe- people succumb to fear, and so he needs to get brave again.
0: Okay,
2: all right. I really like the attack of that, you know, because that's it's. Um it's respectful of the whole of Jeffrey Tucker, and um, opens up opportunity for persuasion. Still, I, know, I like that. It's a very good approach to it.
0: And I'll just be more in your face, right? If you if you want to if you want to like r- retain the mantle of Mr. Libertarian, you know you, you got to hold libertarian principles across the board, right? When 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 Walter Block held the mantle of Mr. Libertarian. And then started Libertarians for Trump several years ago, right? Like I, I, I in my mind, uh, I took the mantle away from him. Right? He's <laughs> he's not the guy. He is not the guy. He is not the thinker. You know, uh, the, well, the proponent of libertarian thought to push forward. If you're not going to be espousing libertarian positions on the issues.
1: My my only my only prerequisite for whoever's president is whoever will get rid of the CIA and FBI. <laughs> now now if if they don't do that like Trump didn't do well, then I I don't I don't think anybody should be voting for Trump again because he totally failed at that. He did not get rid of the deep state. He he hired all the wrong people. A lot of them that were deep state people. You know maybe it's just because he didn't really know who to hire and he was just going off a list of what people gave okay. him. And he wasn't really prepared to, you know, hire some anti-Deep State cabinet. You know, that's, that's the way I see it. But at the same time, he still failed. You can't trust him. And put somebody else in there. Okay. Uh, maybe Vivek. I don't know.
0: So do you, accept, do you accept Walter Block back in with open arms then? Because he was operating on fear as well. Right? He was like, yes, we're voting for Trump only because it would be so much worse with Hillary— That we have. Oh yeah, I I
1: believe that. I believe that too. Um, If 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 he believed that was uh, the the only thing to stop Hillary, then then I'm I'm okay with that. Um, But what I'm not okay with is okay. So now Trump gets elected, and then you just go okay. Everything's fine now. Now, Obviously, wasn't. So that's the that's the after you get Trump elected, that's the time to attack him or persuade him to do the right thing.
0: And obviously, nobody did. So the libertarian vote, Vivek Rameshwami, Um close enough to libertarian?
1: No, I, I, I would no? say that's, uh, I wouldn't even say it's a libertarian issue. I'd say it's a personal issue. Um, you know,
0: okay. It, well, that's, <laughs> you do, that's fine for you. Do the best you. with
1: whatever you got.
0: <laughs> that's fine for you as an individual. You're not starting any organizations to support the cause, right? That, that was, that's where I, I took it back from uh, Walter Block. Right, was you know falling for the same rhetoric every year after year, right? This is this is the most important election of my lifetime. We cannot squander this case by voting third party, right? Like, that's that's that was the position, and that's the same I mean, position year over year. I mean, I didn't I didn't vote that year, but um,
1: I I did uh, le- you know, walk out of my my office, I was in, you know, saying, I'll, I'm gonna quit if Hillary's <laughs> if Hillary wins and I was planning on leaving the country I mean so I was serious and I, I think Hillary is the most ridiculous person in the world but yeah
0: um and a lot of people said that celebrities said that as well and they're still fucking here too if Trump wins I'm leaving they're still here if Biden wins I'm leaving well they're still here I'm, no one really I'm left a little, I'm a little bit more honest <laughs> well, you, I I believe you when you say it, because you've talked about leaving the country several times already for, you know, any number of issues or reasons. So don't, you know, don't wait for an election. If it's better over there, if it's better over there now under the Biden regime, it's still going to be better over there under the next Trump regime or whomever gets elected next. And then when it's not better there, find another place to move to or come back.
2: My question is where over there? Uh, where is better <laughs> uh do you want to take this one MC? argentina the one argentina's got good po- good prospects <laughs> but that's still an uphill battle for sure I don't, the... I don't think i
1: i bet you in, in one year things will be looking just just the same no i think they'll be going up and up and up from oh, at, okay. in one year i think things turn around quickly as long as you're not stealing from people
2: yeah <laughs> good point
0: yeah so right now argentina seems like the one um there's still the i forget what the what the cities are called in honduras buenos
2: aires oh honduras oh um liberland or, or Le-
0: what well, yeah one it's something similar to that right i, I can't remember the, the type of city they call it but it's a it's a uh,
2: it's a a i don't i can't think of the term it's an island enclave of libertarianism but i something find like it that very yeah. very hard to believe that the government of honduras is going to leave them un- alone i uh, and uh, i mean i I applaud their effort. Um, of course, I don't. I'm not real close to it. I don't know the people or what what's going on too much. But I just don't trust the government of Honduras to, to leave it alone.
0: Well, yeah, but if they, you know, much like uh, Hong Kong and China, right? If if they if they appear to be prosperous, and you're leeching off uh, whatever percentage of that prosperity from the top by allowing them to exist, right? Then you ought not kill the golden goose by trying to smash it. Right, you just although China is doing that <laughs> well foolish, but we would say foolishly, right yeah, yeah, yeah okay of course, yeah. all right so but, if you' uh, governments have been known to be foolish understood <laughs> and if if you if if you're the govern if you're the Honduran government and you see this you know this city doing its thing right, and it's bringing you prosperity, uh you ought to model that thing, right, and if you know this is the government right, so you, you model that elsewhere. And then you keep your thumb on all of them right you you're the you're the uh the the foreign owner far away that just collects the profits right the the absentee landlord right yes yes we have to send argentina five percent of whatever we make every year right but but they leave us alone and five percent is a reasonable price to be left
2: alone i mean in a way this is the way you define the united states it's the market that has prospered well enough to for the government to leech off of it and do all of its damage all around because it It leaves enough of the market alone to produce this uh, vast amount of wealth Yes,
0: but but in the United States uh, The government is so greedy Right that it tries to leech more and more and is now detrimental and harmful to normal market activities right like Five has always been, <laughs> has yeah. always been. Um, uh, mm. but there, there is a percent taxation, uh, you know, one, two, three percent, or whatever, uh, that would, that would stop the vast majority of libertarians from complaining, right? I'm not going to get up in arms, you know, over a thousand dollars a year in taxes, right? But 30, 40, 50, 60% of my wages, right? Well, now, now we're starting to get into the fighting realm. Right Now we've got to start talking about this and advocating against it, 70%, 80 90%. Well, now, now we might get violent, right? Because you're, you're taking way too much. I was fine if you were just taking 1%, 2%, 3%, right? My life is not worth the 3% to fight back, right? But 70%, 80 90%, eh, now we start calculating how much a life is worth, right? We've, the likelihood that this show exists uh one percent taxation is slim to none what what would we complain about what interventions would the government be doing that would be so egregious at that level that we would be up in arms likely not much right then you would have the the figurehead uh president right collecting all that money whatever it is and just like the monarchs of old right you just, you sit in the castle you, you wave from the window every couple of days or whatever, and then you just stay out of everyone's business and for that, you can collect you know however much you know one percent and no and the likelihood is no one cares, but when you're poor, starving in the street, economy's wrecked, you can't afford food right that's that's when we go get those guillotines that MC mentioned earlier
1: yeah I think uh the the, the pro freedom movement needs something to uh get everybody to rally behind and at, at one point um you know they were talking about like a, like a flat tax or something like that um but to me and of course this is going to vary from person to person it's like what's the most that you could accept before you uh have a hissy fit about it uh, about taxes and and to me it's like 10 percent, like in total like yeah you know, 5% okay. state 5% federal and like if if the government can't figure out what to do with 10% of every single person's life um then you know they can just they can just go away they can die i don't yeah. care um but it's it's way higher than that and not only that but the the amount that they borrow and print also added on top of that it's just yep uh, it's absurd um so uh it's so in order to, I don't know, make, make a cause and then be able to shame people for not being part of it, it should be like, maybe, maybe that should be it. like 10, you know, 10% flat tax. And uh, if, if, you're, if you're not on board with that, or, you, know, you know, 10% or less. <laughs>
0: I would still call um, it tyrannical, but that's just me. But yeah,
1: oh, I probably yeah, wouldn't sure. complain as loudly. Sure, sure. Um, but reducing taxes. Yep. So that, that would be the call. Reduce taxes. Everybody can get on board with that. And if you're not, then you get kicked off the reservation as far as we can kick you. But All right.
0: All right. I'll read those headlines for you, KS, but we're not going to get into them because we're pressed for time here. Okay. Uh, Chick-fil-A could be forced to open on Sundays after its policy called a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience. <laughs> e- easy solution. You
1: just you make the politicians work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Transgender monkeys and other U.S. government waste exposed. Uh, This is the annual uh, (laughs) Rand Paul uh, um, airing of grievances. Three out of five – oh, we should have got into this one. Three out of five illegal alien households are supported by taxpayer-funded welfare. Let me move this one up because this one is also related. Uh, Illegal immigrants with anchor babies using up more welfare than American citizens – IRS rakes in record four point nine trillion dollars in taxes from Americans amid uh, enforced crackdown Do not under any circumstances nationalize Greyhound UK teen. Greyhound, the bus company. Yep. Oh my gosh They're uh, they're, they're underserved communities and they, they want their their service from Greyhound
2: mm.
0: uh, British teen gets potential life sentence for Grand Theft Auto six hack and finally, this one for UMC, uh, restaurants find companies to take their spent oyster shells to restore the oyster reefs. There you go. That's what we could have got to do. Final thoughts.
2: <laughs> those are fun. No, nope, well, thanks. Sounds great. Okay. And, uh, oh, you know, next time, let's start off um, with a bunch of those um, headlines. They're so funny. I don't know where you well, get these things, but they're great. Remember the ones you want and, you know, remind me at the beginning.
0: We'll start with that. Um, uh, that'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience, or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon. Patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next
2: week. Peace. Better a new here.